0: Welcome to the Latest United We Stand Podcast. So, outside gdansk Glowny train station. It's the day of the match, the 2021 Europa League final between Manchester United and Villarreal. Uh, I've been to Villarreal. I went there last week. I spoke to lots of people there. I spoke to their best midfielder, Danny Parejo. They're they're, they're confident. They know they're not favourites. But they've got this far because they're a good team with top players they've got a very good spine Paul Torres and Albiol central defenders Perejo in the middle Gerard Moreno up from they played 14 games in Europe this season drawn 12 at 112 12 and drawn 2 hopefully they will lose for the first time this evening I flew into Warsaw on Monday night I was really impressed by it it's 20 years since I came to Warsaw before United's game against Lodz in the treble season it has changed beyond recognition. It looks like a decent-sized American city now, with skyscrapers everywhere. The weather's a bit blustery, a bit mancanian, but I took a train, very pleasant train, from Warsaw to Gdansk. There are probably 20 United fans on it, maybe a bit more. United fans from Belgium, uh, from Germany, and from, from England. A couple of Villarreal fans as well, who I spoke to. I've just booked into Chris outside the station, Chris is a United fan, but it's been very helpful because he lives in in Gdansk. Uh, Cheers for joining us, Chris. How would you sum up what people here are feeling about this final tonight between United and Villarreal?
1: I think people are excited that United are here. Um, I've been told they'd be more excited if it was United-Arsenal rather than Villarreal because they're not that well supported in in Poland. Uh, The Polish people like to have either a big-name team or... One of the Polish players playing in the in the um, in one of the one of the sides to get um, to get a bit more up for the game. But um, the excitement's been building this week. I spoke to a few people and um, they're getting more and more um, excited. I've got uh, a Polish guy coming to watch the game tonight. He's uh, he's very thrilled that he's got a ticket because he tried through UEFA, but um, you know I managed to get him one. So um, I think the mood is quite positive. Um, there are a few worries about uh, one or two. Local hooligan elements, which um, which hopefully won't 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 appear. Uh, but so I they think attacked the good. some.
0: They attacked a bar last night. Yeah,
1: yeah, one of the bars down in the centre. Yeah, they um, there's four or five United fans having some food, and um, and a, a gang of maybe twenty just went up to them and uh, and hijacked them. Really,
0: the mayor of Gdańsk has apologised this morning for the innocent United fans getting attacked. Have the police got a good measure on the hooliganism scene here? Would they be able to know who they are today?
1: Um, I think so. Um, I've got a contact in the Polish FA and he's told me that there'll be a lot larger police presence tonight. And um, you know, um, and I think that they will remain throughout the night. Um, so there shouldn't be an issue. Um, but there's always the chance. They do feel like um, the English still have a hooligan element and they want to test themselves against other Hooligans, but you know, as most people know now, United don't really have too much of that, uh, which is a great thing. Um, So, you know, I just hope everyone stays safe tonight. Most United fans, including
0: the risk element, have not been able to make it here. I know one who was turned back yesterday uh, trying to fly over. Uh, We expect a couple of thousand United fans here uh, from, from all over the place, but it's so difficult to get back into the UK with all the various quarantine measures that. It's just put a lot of people off. Coming here, um, first impressions from people who've arrived have been very positive about Gdansk. How would you describe it as a city for someone uh, listening to this who, who's, who's never been
1: and isn't able to come here? It's a wonderful city. The, the architecture is, is superb. There's a 12-mile beach in between the three cities that Gdansk is connected to. Um, and the food, the hospitality is, is excellent. I, I couldn't believe... How good it was when I first moved here six years ago plus there's been so many um, changes here now it's very very commercialized um, there's lots of um, lots of nice places to see lots of nice places to visit and the Gnansk public is so welcoming um, I have found it unbelievably welcoming since I moved here six years ago
0: so you say that as an English person who's moved here because yeah. obviously there's a lot of Polish people the Polish diaspora is huge and in the United Kingdom in France in Germany in Brazil in the United States but not so many British people moved to Poland so your experience has been entirely positive with, with good people
1: yeah I mean in six years I think there's probably one person that in the six years that's probably had a harsh word to say to me because I'm English um, so that just shows how um, how positive the Polish are to the, to the English Um they love us coming here and um, to be honest it would be a great holiday for a lot of people not unfortunately the next few days because I think the uh, the United fans and the teams brought the weather with them this week um, but normally it's 4 or 5 degrees warmer they get half as much rain here as they do in the UK and, and as I say it's, it's, it's a wonderful place in the summer Are you confident ahead of the game? Um, quietly confident I think I was more pessimistic and as the game's um, coming closer and closer I'm, I'm getting more and more positive about um, the fact that you know, we, um, we have the better players. Um, I'm just a little bit worried about uh, Maguire not being available, um, as well as um, Rashford possibly starting on the right and not the left, and Greenwood being on the bench, which I think could be a mistake. Thanks for your time.
0: Okay. It's two o'clock, and I'm in uh, the centre of Gdansk. There's a lot more Villarreal fans <laughs> here. Uh, and a young gentleman just come up to me and said he listens to all the podcasts. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, my name's
2: Sanjay. I'm from Malta. And you've moved to Manchester to watch United? Yeah, I did. Uh, that was the main reason why I did. And uh, I was practically a season ticket holder. I used to go watch all the matches. Europa League, Champions League, League Cup, FA Cup, Premier League, you name it. And, you know, I got the opportunity to come and watch the team in the final now. And uh, can't wait for it, hoping for a good result and a good performance. And hopefully Oli can win his first trophy for us. How has your journey been from Malta? Which way have you come? Oh, um, uh, well, it's only up north because we're, we're, we live in a sunny island, so yeah. Coming up north, getting so Malta to where?
0: Where did you fly to?
2: Oh, uh, I came directly to Gdansk. Right. So I didn't have to go through all the. There's a direct
0: flight. From yeah, Malta yeah, there to Gdansk. is. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's the first surprise of my day. I didn't realise there's a direct flight. I know you yeah.
2: mentioned you've got to do the testing, yeah. And, yeah. and you don't and... have to do anything. Well, I do. I just need to get tested
0: and come negative and go back. So describe United support in Malta. I've been there a few times. I've been to the museum there. I know the supporters' club is yeah. well established. We get lots of feedback from people in Malta. You're Maltese, how would you describe oh, it? It's fantastic. I mean,
2: Manchester United is the biggest club over there. We, we're mainly supported. We do have uh, fans from other clubs, mainly the Italian ones, because of our proximity to Italy. But Manchester United, is the, we've got the oldest supporters' club in the world. Uh, we've got fans that go on a regular basis. I, I mean, me living in Malta, we've got sponsorship with uh, Malta and United, so we're seeing more... More influence into the country, and uh, really, it's uh, uh, a wonderful place to come for a holiday as well. you confident tonight? Yeah, I am. I, I think we might be missing Maguire tonight, but I, I have believed that Bruno will get us through and we'll, we'll do well enough. Thanks for your time. Thank you so Can much. Can I have a score prediction? I
0: think we'll win 2 0. It's half past two on the day of the game, and there's still a lot more Villarreal fans here than Manchester United fans. Although the fans you can hear are United fans. The center of Gdansk is absolutely beautiful. And the sun's coming out a little bit. And I'm with two Villarreal supporters. Uh, What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, Chema, I'm from Honda,
3: uh, a near town from Villarreal. And today is a special night to the Villarreal club, de football, because we are going to win because I'm. I'm think today win, but it's football. It's very difficult, but
0: it's very very special tonight. Do you normally go to the games at Villarreal? Do you go to El Madrigal to the stadium? Yes, yes. I go always in the stadium. It's very beautiful. And you didn't... have um, season tickets. Uh, last week I was there. And I met Ernesto, who runs the Peña Celtic Submarino. And he was a great guy, and he used to play for Villarreal 20 years ago. And I met a lot of good people in the town of Villarreal. Are you from Villarreal?
3: Yes, I'm from Villarreal. What's your name? My name is Vicente, and I want to win the match Tonight. So, describe Villarreal as a city. It's a it's a little bit like New York, very big? Oh, no, Villarreal is a smaller town. It's, I'm joking. <laughs> it's very small. It's practically a town. It's not a city. And it's so good to be here because Villarreal is the first time that comes to a final.
0: And your president, Fernando Roche, he's very popular. So, he made his money in ceramics with yes, permessa. Yes. And he runs the club very well is he popular among the fans
3: yes because fernando Roj gives all to villarreal yeah uh, when he comes to villarreal villarreal was in the second uh, league of spain and now
0: we are in a final and it is very important can i ask you about Pau torres because he's a local boy yes. is he popular among your supporters yes
3: Pau torres is the famous player
0: on Villarreal because he's
3: from the town and he's very good and Manchester want Pau Torres.
0: United or City? And you repeat? United or City, Manchester. United yeah. is, is most beautiful and best team. Really? With
3: with more history. more oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. I'm
0: glad that you know this. Can I ask you, this might be complicated in English, but... Villarreal is next to Castellon. Castellon is a city of 200,000. It's four times as big. Traditionally, Castellon has a team which is higher level than Villarreal. Do many Villarreal fans come from Castellon? Is there a rivalry between the two? Do some people in Castellon not like Villarreal? In Castellon, people don't like
3: Villarreal because Fernando Roche, the president, comes to Castellon when he wants to buy Villarreal uh, institution and Castellon, the institution of Castellon say that no no wants uh, a president from Valencia. And Villarreal uh, uh, accepted Fernando Roch and now we are in a final. Wow.
0: <laughs> so if you're like the ultras of Castellon, you don't like Villarreal?
3: No, the ultras of Castellon hate Villarreal, yeah, and that? Villarreal hate Castellon. But we are very near, nearest, and it's I took
0: eight kilometers it's yes. nothing
3: more people uh, think uh, valencia is a, a rival from Villarreal but not not is true the the rival in Villarreal is
0: castellon but castellon is in a smaller league now castellon which is where mendieta started out and um hernandez pablo hernandez who's at leeds he started out there um if you're going for a night out Do you go to Castellón with your friends for like a marcha? You'd go to Castellón. You wouldn't go to Villarreal,
3: you wouldn't go to Valencia. We will go to Castellón because it's nearest and it's bigger bigger Mm -hmm. and have more pubs or clubs or anything.
0: And what do you say about people from Castellón and what do they say about people from Villarreal with the rivalry? So like Manchester, Liverpool, we we say bad things about them and they about us in Castellón, as
3: I tell They don't like Villarreal and they say that Villarreal has to be in the second league or something like that and don't like Villarreal, you can say. But
0: do they say about the people? Is there a problem with the people? They say it's... uh... Yes, because
3: Castellón, it's true that has a very good uh, aficion. uh,
0: fans, Fans,
3: yeah. And Villarreal, a little bit smaller fans, but I think that the important thing is that Villarreal is in a final and Castelloni is in the smaller league.
0: (laughs) Um, What do you think of Manchester United?
3: Manchester United is a great club and I think that he's the favourite but I want and I wish that Villarreal uh, make, make
0: difficult the game. Which United players would you like to see in Villarreal?
3: Uh, Eric Bailey.
0: Eric Bailey. Bailey
3: was in Villarreal, yes. Rashford, Bruno Fernandes. Es que Manchester United has a very good team, and Villarreal has a lower uh, price to to get the players.
0: And tell me finally about your trip here. Did you fly here today? Yeah, no, we we come here
3: yesterday and we stayed in a hotel and now we are here yes.
0: fantastic finally teach me some a phrase in valenciano villarreal what would you say which is different to spanish like um if you're in the basque country you might say Aupa. yes what
3: uh, you... in villarreal we say endavant villarreal
0: what
3: does that, that mean that say it it means like uh, come on
0: villarreal in so, the band,
3: villarreal in yes. villarreal or now, is uh, nuestro momento. It's but our
0: moment. Yes, it's yeah. our moment. I hope it is not your moment for <laughs> yes, tonight. I <laughs> hope that,
3: yes, it's our moment because we want to win the final. Thank you. Thank,
0: Thank you. you too. <laughs> so we're in the game. There's 101 minutes gone and it's one all, and it's pretty tense. United went behind and then equalised. There's a ball coming in. Yes through Cavani after Gerard Moreno had put the Villarreal ahead for his 35 goal of the season. He's the top scorer in Spaniard in La Liga. United didn't play well in the first half, they've improved in the second. Scott McTominay's probably been the best player. Marcus Rashford's probably been the most disappointing player. The fans you can hear are the Villarreal fans. And they've been on, under pressure for most of the second half Villarreal, but United haven't really properly threatening Rui in their goal. Uh, There's a corner now to Villarreal. I hope that I've not died just talking now when something major happens. I just get a bit nervous on set pieces for United. Ball's coming to Rashford. Forward. So it's it's after 11 at night now. This will go to penalties if there's no more goals scored in the next eight, 18 minutes. And Solskjaer just made his first substitution. Uh, Fred on from Mason Greenwood who, who'd faded a little bit after being one of the better players in the first half. The stadium's beautiful, it's a nice night, cold for May. The United fans are spread out, the Villarreal fans have probably been louder. And I'm not saying that I'm enjoying watching this. Just need a moment. Just need a moment. That's what we need to win this. But as I've said continually uh, before this game, Villarreal are very well organised. Won't be overawed whatsoever. Uh, I know that United felt that uh, their plays in the centre potential to do some serious damage and uh, especially from Moreno so the fans are singing yes we can si se puede yes we can yes we can to give the players hope there's not really a response from the United I'm not enjoying these these minutes here, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> here. it's been all right I saved that one although it was another um, goal conceded from, from a free kick so the, the fans are really spread out, it's like a quarter of the capacity, but still noisy, it's a, it's a big game, the ground's on the outskirts of the, of the city, and some pretty industrial areas, well away from the, the pretty um, centre where the atmosphere is really good throughout the day with, with fans mixing. I'm not going to commentate for the last 20 minutes <laughs> on this match partly because I've got a writing job to do and I'm going to go and um, interview the players after the game but so much hinges on this result the United win win it then this season will be considered a success and lose it and oh no Fred will uh, just be a real dampener on things both managers are at the front there technical areas, I think that has been really good in this second half, still got loads of energy left one all. With um, we're about to come to the end of the, the first period of extra time. It's United now. We've they've been the weaker team in the first period of extra time, but United are getting stronger now. Probably just put a nice ball into Rashford. Look, there's offside. Okay. Penalties. I'm not enjoying this. Games between these two teams. Ended nil, 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 nil. Come on, for this one. And penalties have got a decide the result. Very so Villarreal fans singing. Yes, we can. United really needs to liven up there. the Alf players stuck with their arms around each other with the bench, urging the fans on and the United players and coaches are not the penalties are going to be taken in front of the Villarreal fans. Yahe is a better goalkeeper than Rui, I say that for confidence. De Gea's trying to unnerve him, it looks like. Go on, David. Wind him up. Wind him up. Wind him up. De Gea's now talking to Ruyi. They're both talking to the referee. Fans are now gravitating towards the end where the penalties are. Uh, Even the United fans... I'm working the way over behind the goal, This is interesting, I'll take a picture of this. It's half two in the morning, just got back to my hotel in, in Gdansk, I didn't leave the ground till, I don't know, couldn't even get a taxi, couldn't get an Uber, just looking at the screen and on the Uber, and 17 minutes, coming in 17 minutes, 18 minutes, 17 minutes. Finally, we walked and we we got a cab. And then back here, Villarreal won the game, 11-10 on penalties. And in their eighth European final, Manchester United have been defeated for a third time. And it's absolutely gutting. United did not play well. Too many players didn't turn up. I've just been speaking to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I I, I had two minutes with him, so you, you can only touch touch this. you can't even scratch beneath the surface in two minutes and um, it was oh and he was obviously saying he's disappointed he's, he's going to be and he, he he's careful how he said it but he said most of the players out there performed he knows too well that too many of them didn't he knows he needs to strengthen and uh, a lot of United fans questioning him this morning. I'm quite right. Uh, I, I think he should stay. I don't think it's the right decision to, to sack him. I think he's doing a good job. Uh, and if we would have won that game, then the mood would be totally different to how it is now. One of my editors contacted me just before the match and said, in the event of Villarreal um, winning, can you just can you write us a thousand words on it? And um, yeah, I mean, obviously you know that's going to happen, but I had to do my other work, so I'm starting. I'm writing that now. I'm just going to write about the, the the, my trip down there last week when. I needed to speak to people, and I'd already spoken to the players, but I needed to speak to fans, and I think fans are important. And I got in touch with a, a lad who runs the biggest Villarreal supporters club, and he got straight back to me, despite me getting in touch with him really late. And said, "Yeah, I'll come and meet you tomorrow." So he took time off work to come and meet me. And he was called Anesto. He brought his daughter along, Maria, and we met in basically the only pretty part of Villarreal, the main plaza. It's not a pretty town by any stretch. Most Spanish towns are, and he was it was he was really friendly. And he just sort of dropped it in early on that. One of the reasons he'd started the Supporters Club, which has got six hundred members, was to sort of give himself focus because his son had died age seven of cancer and I didn't really comment anymore on that. I just felt oh, I mean what do you do when someone says that to you. And his daughter also dropped in that her dad used to play for Villarreal, which was which was nice. And and actually earlier on in the podcast, we were speaking to um then two younger lads who spoke quite good English. One of them's a professional footballer for Villarreal. He's a central midfielder, but the, he's twenty and they've loaned him out to a third division team. He was he was pretty honest and said he didn't expect to don't expect to make it at Villarreal. And and anyway, Ernesto was um, he knew everyone in the town, so people had come up while we we're at the table. And he'd say, oh, that's the head of security. And then, ah, he said, you're lucky. Here's the vice president of the club, the number two at the club. And just a normal fella like you see down the market. Just, hello, nice to meet you. Very, very unpretentious. And then he took me for a a walk back to the station with his daughter and insisted on buying me an ice cream and showed me what few landmarks the town has. A church, an apartment full of Villarreal scarves on top. Um, that was about it and uh, I really liked him and if anything can come from them winning it is that people like him get to get to live their dream and I messaged him before and I just said congratulations and I know other people at the club and I'm the goalkeeping coach but that's you know it wasn't sort of the personal relationship but I said I'm sure your son will be be uh be smiling and he He told me that his son was um, the same age as Pau Torres and uh, he just replied and said uh, I'm very happy. Um, I've not stopped thinking about him all night. Uh, His name was Ernest. I was just like, where's this even going? Um, But he's delighted, his family's delighted. Some good's come out of this but at the expense of Manchester United losing another final the season's finished, a pretty bad, bad way, and got to be up in four hours to talk about it all. And <laughs> there'll be a lot of glee from the non-Manchester United fans, and I get that. I get that. That's how it works. But I don't know. It's just been a long journey to get here. It's. Um, the team, um, as 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 a, as a United fan, as a journalist, I've been on like six European away trips this year, and to Rome, to Milan, to Granada, to Paris. The only one I couldn't get to was um, was Leipzig, and and also Turin because that was changed at the last minute, and I was covering a game in Madrid. I, I couldn't get there, but anyway, that's that's by the bye. There'll be no 30th Anniversary United we Stand issues celebrating Gdansk like there was with uh, Rotterdam. (sighs) I'm probably mumbling now. I'm going to finish off my my work and try and get my head down for a bit and see what happens uh, tomorrow. Day after the game, gutted, not had any sleep, gutted. Gutted, gutted, few United fans floating about Gdansk with James here, he's a young lad, he does some writing for United We Stand. Uh, tell me about your trip, James.
4: So, pretty long trip. Uh, came out on Monday night to Rocklau, whatever the fuck that is, and then I got a plane from Rocklau to Gdansk and arrived on Tuesday morning at about 7 o'clock and I had to sleep over in the airport and then just basically been on the piss ever since, watching United uh, lose to quite uh, an average Spanish side. Who have you been drinking with? What's been the mood like in the bars? It's been pretty good, to be fair. I've been drinking with a couple of Irish lads, they were good fun. Uh, There was a bit of trouble the other night, actually, when some Polish fans showed up, but I think most of that kind of cleared off um, already. But yeah, it was just a great buzz yesterday, especially. I think a lot of United fans, because they haven't been watching United away for so long, they're just happy to see each other again, because some of these lads, you know, been going away for 30 40 years together and to not be able to experience that for a whole year is is a a lot for some people to take in this is your your how old 18 so this is your first european trip no i went to barcelona in 20 yeah i remember you saying that you went to that yeah you see more tired than i am
0: i'm goosed mate (laughs) i'm absolutely i'm shot and i've not even got the adrenaline Mm. having seen united win no win a competition and I feel like I'm too old for this shit but how can I complain when I'm basically being paid to be here you know what I mean it's, I'm very lucky to be here not got to do a 10-day quarantine I'm just it because yeah. I'm a United fan as well as being a journalist and um, uh, I think if United would have won the match you could have said second in the Europa League decent season that but they didn't and uh, here we are um, so tell me about going into the away end, what was the atmosphere like in there, I was in the press box.
4: It was odd, I mean there was a, there was a few, because I was right behind the goal, there was quite a few was trying to start an atmosphere and get an atmosphere going. But it was difficult because obviously everyone was spread out, so there was United fans up above us that were trying to start songs, there was people around us as well. Because you're not know, all together, like normally in away end you've got three or four thousand in a, in a corner on the side of the ground and everyone's singing, everyone's together, so the Villarreal fans, to be fair to them, they were much louder than United were because there was more of them there. This is probably their biggest game ever in their history, so they were more ready uh, to sort of go for it, and they were all there with their scarves and everything, they were probably the better fans. And then when uh, De Gea missed that penalty, there was just a a loud roar coming from that other side of the ground, and uh, yeah, it it wasn't good. It's a bit like, you know, United. When it all goes quiet and all you can hear is just those small section of away fans in the corner going absolutely uh, mental when they score, so not ideal.
0: What was it like getting out to the stadium and back into town? Because it it took me a long time.
4: Well, I got a shuttle bus to the ground from the centre of town, so it took me about 20, 25 minutes to get to the ground. Um, And then on the way back... Um, I just walked straight to my hotel because it wasn't actually that far from it. But yeah, I mean, it's not an ideal place to have the stadium before with finals and stuff. The the grounds normally, I think somewhere like San Mamez, for example, at Bilbao. It's right in the centre of town. You can walk straight up to it. But here, it's it's in the middle of nowhere almost. It's like a 15, 20 minute journey to it. And then there's nothing really there when you get to it. It's in like a strange sort of rundown. There's loads of garages around the place. It's a bit of an odd place for a football stadium.
0: Tell me how you got a ticket because you travelled without one
4: Yeah, so I travelled without a ticket and then someone messaged me um, on Instagram saying that he had just got to Manchester Airport and his Covid test had been rejected so that he couldn't go and that he just basically gave me his ticket for free which was mint And which was the face value on the ticket? I think it was about 40 quid, 50 quid
0: were you singing in the United then? Were any songs in there? Yeah, I mean,
4: Attack Attack the loudest one. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a couple of sort of Glazer chants being sung, and there was a, there was actually a big um, Love United Hate Glazer banner. Saw it, was it actually, yeah. um, right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle, just above the Palestine flag um, and the, the Israel one as well. Was, <laughs> that was just the right of the Palestine flag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's still a lot of vitriol United's fan base towards the Glazer family. I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. I mean, we saw that last home game against Fulham there was all a lot of glazer stuff going on there and i think coming towards next season if United don't sign the players they want, to know that's not about this, especially in it's towards about debt and that sort of thing. But realistically, this is an indictment of the Glazer family. United should not be in the Europa League final. They should be in the Champions League. They should be in an elite European side. And when they're losing to sides like Villarreal, who are a good side, this is a good good team that they have. Something's gone wrong because United ten years ago, United fifteen years ago, they wouldn't have lost a game like this. And I think Solskjaer especially has to look at himself now. I think next season he's got a, he's got to win a trophy. He's got to what three semi-finals last season didn't win anything got to the final this year again he's not won anything I think this was a massive opportunity for him to do that and he's been let down which is a a massive shame.
0: Would you continue with Solskjaer?
4: I think so I mean United have made the same mistake post Ferguson of swapping and changing managers to look at Moyes, Van Gaal, Mourinho completely different playing styles and then to change to someone else when Solskjaer's already signed plays that he wants to like to Cavani that's just got a contract extension he then got sacked and someone else came in, it won't be Pochettino because he's at PSG now, but whoever it is that'll have a different playing style, they'll want their own players, there'll be other players that'll be unhappy, you know, United have wasted a lot of money in terms of changing managers, different things, I mean the, the whole van Gaal thing at the training ground with the, the cameras, so then Mourinho um, not wanting to use them, and just things like that, I think it's going to take longer for United to get back to the top if they keep on changing managers and don't give them enough time to make things right.
0: Are you optimistic about the future of Manchester United?
4: I don't know. Look, it depends on this summer. If United get the players they need, then I think so, but I think there is a chance that United could regress at the minute. The current squad they have is good, it's fine to get top four, but if you look at City's squad, they're so much better than United's are. If you look at some of the other sides in Europe, they've just got a much more strength and depth compared to United have. United have a few good players, of course, Fernandes, Cavani a lot of other players like that in the squad but it just isn't enough to push for a league title I don't see this current United squad next season pushing on and winning a league title without two or three signings in the summer and it was the same last season I mean Cavani was a good signing but he came on a free transfer and van der Beek as well was an okay player but again not really ideal for the system Um, so United have just got to spend
0: Thank you for your time So that's it for this United We Stand podcast and for this season we will have a summer United We Stand mag out That comes out on the 11th of June, and we've uh, abandoned plans for uh, a Gdansk special, so we've had to scrap loads of it, and it'll be a good mag, because the summer mag always is, but can I pretend that there is a huge amount of enthusiasm around it? No, not at all. We started advertising it a few days after the game in Gdansk, and uh, the reception was muted, to say the least, but... We're going to print it we do need you to buy it i mean i can not bother doing it and do plenty of other things trust me and the day after the game in gdansk i just said no to all work requests because my head was fried and went instead to um the world war Two museum it was really interesting the first shots of the war were fired in gdansk by germany in 1939 and also went to the Solidarity Museum, which was equally interesting. The name Lech Walesa was a strong one from my childhood and was all about uh, the social change which was brought about, which resulted in the end of communism in Eastern Europe and Russia. So Gdansk is definitely worth visiting. It's it's a top place. I'm gonna spend the next few days bringing the summer special together, 60 pages. If you want to order one, please do. Um, by Tuesday, it would really help us. We can order a subscription. Go to uwsonline.com. Or if you just want a single issue, go to send us um, $4.99 because it's a, it's a summer special to uwsmag at yahoo.co.uk. That's for UK. Uh, for Republic of Ireland and Europe, it's $5.99. And for the rest of the world it is six forty-nine. okay because the postage well the postage is expensive allow a bit of time for the mag to get there we're not going to post them out until the 11th of june mags normally take four days to get to ireland it's been taking much longer i'm afraid that's just how it is until the frequency of air traffic gets back up and the postal systems are fully up and running but promise you it will be a decent issue and then, well, what happens next? I'm going to go away for 31 days to cover the European Championships, flying in there and everywhere. So I might do a podcast or two from there. Let's just see. Oli Gunner and his team got back to Manchester. They got back at 6am. By 11 o'clock, he was back in the training ground with Mike Phelan, with John Murter, plotting and planning for next season. Think it's really important, this transfer window. And that United continued to strengthen because the team's well short. What else happened? Manchester City did not win the European Cup. Chelsea won it. And I'll put some detail in the summer. United, we stand about the players United could have had and wanted to sign. And wanted to join United, but ended up playing in the European Cup final. Anyway, what else? Finally, a Manscaped advert. I can't believe I've got to do this without Remo, who's gone to a barbecue so bear with me on this one manscaped father's day performance package father's day is just around the corner and nothing says i love you, dad more than a world-class trimmer for his balls well my dad's dead so i can hardly buy him one can i well you heard that right no not about him being dead about the lawnmower 3.0 from manscaped it's the best body hair trimmer on the market Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels and you get 20% off with free shipping. Just use the code united at manscaped.com. Look, the gear descend is good. If that's your thing, it's really good. As I've showed in previous conversations with, with Remo, I feel like I'm talking way out of my comfort area. I did laugh out loud when somebody came up to him in the middle of the Old Trafford Centre Circle during the protest and asked him how his balls were. And he said that they were absolutely fine, partly because he used Manscaped. So, imagine surprising your dad, well not me, with the ultimate men's hygiene package that says, your balls will thank you on the box. Have you ever seen a nose bush sticking out of your dad's nose? Well, included in this new package is the Weed Whacker and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 revs per minute motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual blade. Yeah, stick that up your nose. It's good gear, trust me, it's decent gear. Look, guys, I'm supposed to say, 79% of partners admitted that their nose hair is a major turn-off. Why not hook... Your dad up with some of the best tools for the job here. The bundle includes the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and because of their safe skin technology, this is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butts, and your body. So, there you go. They send loads of stuff when they send you stuff out. I think all the crop preserver, uh, which is a bore deodorant. And the crop reviver which you spray onto your nuts and i'm getting way too deep involved in this again but the boxer shorts you send are really smart i wear them and this they, sh- they send a decent uh, travel bag as well that's the performance package which is the best value that manscaped has got to offer get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code united go to manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code united don't forget That you came from your dad's balls this year. Show your original home some love with Manscaped. I thank you. Goodbye.